Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Max and Juan cast with my great co-host, Max, Maximilian. How you doing tonight, my brother? I'm doing good. We talked about having a good positive energy one, and I have to say, I, I don't I don't feel the love in the room today, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you come back and fucking talk to me when, you know, your team fucking plays like half of the teams in the NFL this week, but. So is that um, a big takeaway? It really was, dude. Um, Teams forgot how oh, to protect leads. Let me put it this way. You know, we always have our teabag team of the week. There's a lot of candidates this week. Uh, Let's just put it pool, that way. A big pool of candidates. <laughs> There's a big pool of candidates. We might have to make an exception and just throw in a bunch of teams. But um, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, I know you, some of you guys are probably shocked. You know, thought I wasn't going to come out. And do the show um, after the embarrassment we all know, but um, I'm here. Okay, Max is here. Uh, I ain't embarrassed. My team ain't played yet. Like, hey, it's taken a lot of me of trying to do this shit. It's hard. It's one of the hardest ones, um, besides like last year against the Chiefs and shit. But this one's pretty tough. Um, If you guys are new to the channel and you guys like watching people um, have so much pain inside their voice go ahead hit the subscribe button because you have come to the right place and um we do football we do basketball um of course we do our weekly pickums and our weekly recaps like tonight um if you guys are already subscribed hit the like button the like button is so easy it's so convenient um it's free to do and it helps us out a lot it helps us grow our channel helps us get out there all that good stuff now that that's out the way, Max. Of all the games you watch, Max, what would you say like the going theme is today? <laughs> well, I think it's what I said earlier. We for, the teams forgot how to protect leads, and it just collapses, collapses yeah. down the stretch, and it ranges from Baltimore to Cleveland to unfortunately LV. Sorry to say it, and yeah. I mean. Even there were other games too where it was like, what the Rams were like, oh, let's here you guys go. You want a chance? Oh, let's we'll give it to you real quick. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable the amount of football we saw today that just almost ended in almost ended in disaster if it didn't end up in disaster. And yeah, I think a lot of teams were shell shocked at the end of games. Yeah, a, a lot of shit happened today, dude. Um, it's barely week two. And I feel like a bunch of stuff happened today. And um I still I don't I don't think we know a lot about a, a lot of teams yet. Like I don't nothing really like confirmed anything for me. Like there's a lot of unknown out there. There's a lot of stuff that we're still hanging on to of last year, you know, and um a lot of shocking things, um, injuries, uh comebacks. Uh, breakdowns, all that good stuff, man. And I think there's no other place to start than one of the two playoff teams that are 0-2, of course, playoff teams last year, uh, that started out. The Las Vegas Raiders, like you said. Um, The Cardinals 29-23. to Some of the stats for this game. The stats don't nearly tell how this game went, honestly. Uh, Kyler Murray, 31 for 49, 277 yards, 
one touchdown, one interception. Carr, 25 of 39, 252 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Adams, Devontae Adams, two receptions for 12 yards and one touchdown. Uh, Marquise Brown, on the other hand, six catches, 68 yards, zero touchdowns. Look, the like I said, the stats are irrelevant to this game, Max. Um, let's just put it point blank. Um, it was one of the most embarrassing losses in Raiders history. Um, it was the biggest, it was the biggest uh breakdown as far as points wise in franchise history, the most ever. So there goes that. Uh it was your home opener. Uh, you're coming off a loss and tell of two stories like first half you watched it car offense look great run game pass game everything was flawless except for the penalties honestly the defense was playing good Crosby had a sack uh, the Cardinals look lifeless the Cardinals look like they were probably one of the worst run operations in the league at the time in that first half I was already writing down narratives in my head, like, yo, is Cliff going to make it? Is Kyler going to make it? That's how lifeless the Cardinals look, and that's how bad they look. You tell the second half of what you've seen, Max. At halftime, when I did the same thing you did, I was like, well, okay, Kyler Murray's who just this is what he is. He's an underwhelming person. He's an underwhelming football player. What happened to this Arizona defense? Cliff's not going to make it one, and I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but I saw something from Kyler Murray the second half, and especially the last drive and a half, maybe two drives of regulation. I saw heart, Juan. I saw yeah. a guy who was a competitor. I saw a guy who was banged up, hobbled, scrambling for 17 seconds on a two-point conversion one and getting it. I just, I just saw something I never thought I'd see from Kyler Murray, and, you know, he hasn't won me over. Don't get me wrong. He still has his flaws. And I think the Raiders win this game nine out of 10 times with the way it proceeded in the first half. But Cliff and Kyler showed something to me I hadn't seen before because you can go back to two years ago, the last game of the year where fake Mahomes came in, the playoff game against the Rams last year. Uh, Kyler Murray seemed to shrink, and that's pretty hard for him to do, shrink in big moments. <laughs> Yeah. And he didn't do that. And it, it really, that uh, that two-point conversion, which they desperately needed, mm. reminded me of on Monday Night Football when Donovan McNabb did it for like nine seconds. Remember, he threw the bomb. Yeah. It was against Dallas. And this is where the league is where, oh, my God, you guys couldn't capture this munchkin. And Max Crosby is on the field diving at him. Max Crosby played the game of his life. I thought he was playing his heart out. And sadly enough, you guys are 0-2 and you had two chances to win two games. Yeah, um, this is not good. Like I said, I, I stand by it. It's an embarrassing loss for the organization. It's a really bad loss. And um, there's the panic meter is at 10. Like, this is not good. This is not good at all. This is a type. There, there's different kinds of losses. You know, like this one is the kind of loss I feel like that derails your season. It really does. Like, the, I think a big reason why the, the Raiders made the playoffs last year is they won games like this. They were 4-0 last year in overtime. And this year, they got a taste of their own medicine. Like, okay, 
just because it's in overtime, you have Derek Carr, like doesn't mean you're going to come out with every win. And I think the team thought that and they just thought it was going to happen. Someone was going to make a play and no one wind up making a play at all. It was a whole team effort. A lot of Raider fans out there want to try to blame one person, Josh McDaniels, for the play calling. Abram, uh, Crosby, Chandler didn't do shit today. Carr, Devontae, whole team effort, Max. You can't solely blame anyone. I will I will say there's one person I would put a little extra blame on who must be feeling horrible is Hunter Renfro because he fumbled the play before, Juan. Yeah. Got lucky to recover it, and he fumbles again the next play. And Isaiah Simmons, credit to him for making that play. He popped Hunter Renfro. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if the Panameters out of 10 in my book one. You're a Raider fan. You're more in tune with the Raider Nation than I am. Only one nation, as you like to say. But just, it's a pretty big gut punch. But, one, this is a group of guys from last year that dealt with adversity we had never seen the likes of from Henry Ruggs, car, the fatal car accident, which was tragic for everyone involved, to John Gruden's demise. This team came back time and time again. And I would find it very hard to believe as a person on the outside with most of those guys coming back as the players. I know the coaching staff's new that this coaching that these players are going to fold. And if they do, maybe that sh- shows that you should have kept Rich Brissaccia. Yeah. Yeah. And the the reason why I say this, Max, is you, you bring up a good point, you know, with the whole adversity thing. But let's just look at reality, dude. They, they play in the toughest division in football. And they play in the most dominant conference right now. The AFC. The AFC is absolutely stacked. And I just feel like you can't afford to have a slow start this year. We're going to get into it in the next team. I feel the same way about them with the Bengals. Like, if you're in this AFC, there's just so many fucking contenders. You got the Dolphins who are coming out of the blue. They're 2-0. You think the Ravens are slouches? Yeah, like, yeah, they lost today, but they're going to be in the mix. You got the Bills. Some people can't count out the Patriots. Then you got the Chargers. You got the Titans. Chiefs. You got the Broncos, the Titans, Titans so. the Colts. Throw in the fucking Jags if you want. The I guess maybe we could throw out the Colts. Maybe we could throw <laughs> those bums yeah. out. But, but I think you're getting my point, Max. And this is not the NFC. And this is not the AFC of last year. And this is not the AFC West of last year. A big reason why the Raiders made the playoffs is, yes, they had a huge slump in the middle of the season, but they can afford that because the chiefs were struggling. The chargers were struggled. The chargers were losing. seems like the Texans out of nowhere and the Broncos were the Broncos. They're not the Broncos of this year. They sucked. So to me, every game is important in, in the AFC and especially in their division. So the Raiders are a special case in that aspect on why I have the panic meter up to a 10. And like you said, if any team can do it, if any team can bounce back, it should be this one. But you can't lose a game like that at home, home opener. You after a loss, them. Outplayed them in the first half, the second half. 55 minutes, you outplayed them. 20 to nothing. It was 20 to nothing at halftime. And it's inexcusable. And as of right now, I know it's crazy to say, but everyone's ass is on the hot seat. 
Josh McDaniels, Carr, Patrick Graham, everyone. Everyone has to be held accountable, not just one person. And they need to show up next week against Tennessee. They got a 10 a.m. game um, on the road. Uh, Their season's on the line. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't get get easier from here. It's not going to get easier. So their their fucking season's on the line next uh, next game. Uh, well said, Juan. I'm sorry it was such a heartbreaking loss for you guys, but you weren't the only team. If that may, if that's any consolation, there, no. there's there was a bunny, bunch of teams as we transitioned to Cincinnati versus Dallas. Um, you can't you can't go into a team that was clowned the whole week and lose to a backup quarterback, especially a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush. Plain and simple. Yeah. Some of the stats for this game, Burrow, 24 at 36, 199 yards, one touchdown. Again, with the offensive line, six, six sacks, six of them. Yeah, that's not Burrow rushing the passer, guys. That's how many times Burrow's <laughs> getting fucking smashed. Cooper Rush. <laughs> Cooper Rush, who would have thought? 19 for 31, 235 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Noah Brown, five receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins leading the way on the Bengals side with six catches for 71 yards and one touchdown. Um, This is shocking, man. This is shocking. They're 0-2. It was unacceptable. Your your pick, your locks of the week, one, are just... Our locks. Hey, I'm, I'm over two. I'm I know one. you I'm... got one, but we, we got fucked this week. Oh, God, man. Definitely. You know what? I want to just say this because I already talked to Cowboy fans. I've talked to a couple. And... I want to just say this to Cowboy Nation or whatever the fuck they call themselves because they're not a nation. But sometimes when the like starting quarterback gets hurt, Kellen Moore, for instance, who I guess now he's a good play caller again, they try extra hard one to, hey, we got we to gotta be extra creative this week. Shit you should already do for your starting quarterback. But, hey, Juan, we got Dak Prescott. We don't got to try that hard. He'll make some plays. So couple that in with, Hey, you notice Tony Pollard was out there a little bit more one. You notice that? Yeah. You notice that, hey, the D-line whooped the Bengals' ass. Couple that in with, hey, the team galvanized around Dak. They heard all the noise. It's one fucking game. Pump the brakes, Cowboy fans already. Look, Joe Burrow, the Bengals, I think it's official. Super Bowl hangover is real. You don't lose this game. To the this team, if you're not if you're not hungover or you didn't take them seriously and they're a little bit too big for their britches, and we talked about in our preview one before I let you take over, it's different when you're the hunted. It's different. Yeah, they're the hunted this year. You're, they're going to get everyone's best punch, and that includes the Cowboys in their uh, in their home with a backup quarterback facing adversity. Those those teams are the most dangerous, man. They got nothing to lose. They're playing freely. They don't care. And that's exactly how it looked. And this offensive line is a concern. I, I feel like that's the biggest storyline is the offensive line. It's terrible. Jonah Williams is getting his ass killed every single play, it seems. Le- Leo Collins, Juan, a guy we were kind of excited about them signing. And I get he's Micah Parsons, but... Looking like a train wreck. Like you, he didn't slow him down. No, he didn't slow him down. One. So looking at the Bengals, the okay. Steelers are one and one. Um, the Ravens the, are one and one. The Browns. Oh my lord. <laughs> the Browns are one and one. 
they got a slight they still got a punching chance in, in, in their own division but like i said if you're not winning your division it's going to be tough it's going to be hard to squeeze in this 7 spot is not going to be no 8 9 win team it's going to be a i guarantee it's going to be at least a double digit win team it's not going to be a single digit win team juan you brought up the division i'm not sure if you want to say anything else about this game but I would love to transition to the Jets game and more for the Browns and the Jets, because as you know, you're good with it, right? We can go. Yeah. As you know, the Jets, this isn't their real team. They don't have their quarterback, but for a Browns team, we talked about get as many easy early wins as you can for Deshaun. You let this game slip through Amari Cooper's butter fingers. It's, an inexcusable loss. Inexcusable. Yeah. Inexcusable, man. A lot of teams. Look, this is this is oh, kind of the we're gonna say it a few more times today. Yeah. Inexcusable. It is. No, these are all inexcusable fucking breakdowns, dude. Like these are meltdowns, absolute meltdowns. You got everything from from first half, first half, um, just blowouts and then the second half absolute meltdown you got onside kicks you got explosions on offense like this one was crazy dude like a lot of these games seemed over when they were playing let's just go over some of the stats Brissett, 22 for 27 229 yards one touchdown one interception flacco 26 for 44 307 yards, four touchdowns. Shout out to anyone who picked him up in any fantasy because he balled out today. Uh, Nick Chubb, 17 carries, 87 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Garrett Wilson, eight receptions for 102 yards, two touchdowns, one including the game winner. Absolutely nuts. Um, First of all, I just want to say this. Uh, Shout out to the Jets. This, uh, This is not surprising that they did this honestly they're a talented team and all they're missing is the quarterback because with zach wilson we felt like they had a puncher's chance against anyone so the fact that joe flacco played at a high level at certain parts of the game and did anything everything that he needed to do to win was the difference and they showed why they're a talented team Brees hall got in the mix like we said, Garrett Wilson, guy we were high on. We I want yeah. to like specify that me and you both weren't high on him. He's looked better than I ever thought he could. Still not yeah. sold because let's not go too early after two two games. But one, I I think the perfect way to sum this up is so you don't get the you don't get the onside kick, which was ridiculous. Amari Cooper just get the grab the ball. It was excellent play by the Jets special teams. <laughs> But then that drive, and I'm not sure if you saw it, but if you did, they were like, oh, here, take 10 yards. Take take five yards. Here's 10 more yards. Keep taking 10 yards underneath. Because yeah. they're like, oh, we just don't want to get gas for a huge gain. But it's like you're dying a slow death of a 1,000 cuts. Why the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. The Browns deserve to lose this game, man. And this is why I brought it up. They could be 2-0. and They got one game on everyone in the division. And we all know one. It's about the Browns' the first 11 games. That's their season. Yeah, that's a, is that not a golden opportunity? You said it in the pick show, golden opportunity to be two and oh, two and oh, man. This is tough. Um, I think 
one of the biggest losers is um Browns fans for sure. Um Look that logo by the way. The Elfie. curse of the elf. Elf curse of the elf. Curse of the elfie dude like I I can't believe the Browns blew that game. <laughs> and let's go to their division foe the Baltimore Ravens. This one was absolutely insane. The Dolphins come away with the win in Baltimore 42 to 38. This one we got to look at the stats cuz it's fucking absolutely nuts. Tua 36 for 50. 469 yards, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Lamar Jackson, 21 for 29, 318 for three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches. Waddle, 11 catches. Hill, 190. Waddle, 171. Both had two touchdowns. Dude, this, first of all, this game started off with a kickoff return from Duvernay to start it off. Yeah. I I want I'm I want to look up the scoring plays because I know I'm going to be a fucking hater right now. I'm going to be an asshole. But Tyreek Hill, 48-yard pass from Tua, underthrown. Tyreek Hill, 60-yard pass from Tua. There's 150 yards right there and two touchdowns on what can only be described as blown coverages. Now I know. Now I know the fucking assholes from outside. Sorry, I love you guys for if you're watching. I don't even care if you're a hater. I love you guys. But I use asshole endearingly. I want you're an asshole. Love you, though. But <laughs> I know I'm a hater. I know. He, he threw six touchdown passes. He fucking sucks. Hey, he under threw the deep ball. You had a rookie who just let Tyreek Hill fucking run down the field. One, is that realistic? It, when it's in a good team, when it's not week two of the NFL fucking season, and we got guys who aren't really going to play when the season gets on, is that realistic? Right. Tell me. I just think as a whole, though, like it was shocking to see Baltimore. I can't believe some of the I can't believe the throw he made to Wall at the end. I can't believe Baltimore, a team I consider to be one of the most well coached teams, and I knew it's a new defensive coordinator, would let that happen. That let them back in the game one two fucking times. They're like, here you go, run. And I I stand by what I said. He underthrew that fucking one where he burnt Marcus Peters because Tyreek Hill stopped to catch the fucking ball. And Marcus Peters just got absolutely burned. I mean, it was crazy to see that from a Baltimore Ravens coach team. Don't get me wrong. Miami, hell of a fucking win. Waddle and Hill. You you The Hill looks great. Way to do it. Way to have him enhance your quarterback that we saw last year and not the best skill positions doesn't look that good. But Miami fans, take it with a grain of salt because what did you see from Tua? You saw some dangerous fucking throws, some bad decisions. And again, one, I tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm the fucking hater here. The arm is not that talented. I don't give a fuck he threw for 500 yards. <clears throat> Jimmy G's throwing for four, 350 yards and yeah. two touchdowns. And just, look, he's, he's garbage. I'd... I'm really glad that I that we came out with those previews because I got receipts for this. Like, I had a feeling they were going to do good. They have way too many weapons. They got the perfect head coach to call up these plays. Mike McDaniel's knows what he's doing. He's a creative person. He was probably the guy, not Kyle Shanahan. He was probably the guy to tell Debo to do all that creative stuff. I wouldn't be surprised. So the fact that he's taking advantage of all his playmakers on his offense. Not surprising. And to me, it looks like 
Jimmy Garoppolo on steroids a little bit. Like you're kind of like graded just a little bit higher because Tua, I do think, has the ability to throw the deep ball rather than Jimmy Garoppolo. Like Jimmy wouldn't throw it at all. Tua would actually throw it. He don't care. He'll, he'll get a pick if he he, he does he do that. To. But to me, one what screamed out to me is we threw a pick on like this ball that had like no pace on it. The guy just jumped it, and yeah, he made a circus catch. But th- you know, there's just times when you're playing a really good defense, and I'm not sure if that's Baltimore yet. Yeah, where it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna it's work. It's gonna show. Oh yeah, it's gonna up show. There. You're just like, hey, and I, I'm not saying great performance. I never thought he could even do half of this shit. But you're fucking nuts if you're going to say two was because I saw someone say six touchdown passes, but he can't throw the deep ball. Hey, asshole. He still can't fucking throw it. It's not a deep <laughs> ball. If Tyreek Hill's running. Hey, I could have made that fucking throw. He was that open one. That's not an exaggeration. Yeah. There was no within 25 yards of Tyreek Hill the second yeah. time. And as soon as the play's over, what do you see? Baltimore Ravens are like, what the fuck's wrong with you? What are you guys doing? Yeah. That's a clue that someone blew the coverage. And it happens, especially one in weeks one and two. Because it happened multiple times, though. Yeah, which is unex- from a Baltimore team, no less. Yeah, it, it was crazy, dude. Um, look, I, I give him his flowers I for being tough and hanging in there. I give him his flowers for that. He was tough and hung in there. But if you're gonna just say he played fucking amazing because the numbers, you know what, bro? Those numbers are unrealistic. You're, you're not gonna have people blow coverage and give you a free 150 fucking yards and a two touchdowns. He he's flawed, Max, and whoever yeah. doesn't think that is not obviously watching the game with context. You can look at the stats and be like, "Oh my god, six touchdowns!" But Mike McDaniel's is running the Jimmy G offense in Miami, and it's kind of on steroids because he low key has like two Debo Samuel's. He has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two guys that strike so much fear and going deep. It yes. opens up everything. And I'll say this last thing, one. Anyone who's out there who's saying Max is a fucking hater, look at all the explosive plays from this game. But Xavier Howard, one of the best corners in the league, gets trashed by Rashad Bateman for an 85-yard touchdown, 75-yard touchdown on a quick slant. Lamar going for a 70-yard touchdown with his legs. Bro, these defenses aren't the aren't there yet. They're still kind of raw, a little bit rusty. Yeah. This one was shocking, man. Um, nonetheless, Miami is two and zero. Whether Tua, wh- whether people think about Tua or not, like if he's good or bad, um, they're gonna win games, and I think that's obvious. And as long as they got Waddle and Tyreek, uh, anything's possible. And another thing that popped in my head uh, watching this game. The same way that Miami came back in this game, storming back from that 21-point um, deficit in the fourth quarter, that's what the Chiefs are missing. There's going to be a moment where the Chiefs are down by that much, and they're not going to have Tyreek Hill. That's yeah, where the Chiefs that's... lost it. That's what popped on my head. I said, that's it. That's it right there. What that motherfucker just did, because I feel like it was more of Tyreek more than anyone in can that you fourth clip- quarter. Can you make this whole segment to a clip and just call it the Tyreek Hill margin of error? The margin of error he gives you because the one to Peters was Tyreek Hill special where it was like, holy shit, you you missed. You did this wrong one play. The other one, it could happen to any receiver. That's a touchdown for almost every receiver in the NFL. But the first one, that's where you're missing him. 
where the coverage was there, but he was like, oh, shit. I just played this completely wrong. It's a touchdown. Yeah. Like, he underthrew the ball, and there was so much margin for error. He yeah. could catch it and run in. You're absolutely That's right, what man. you're missing, bro. That's what they're missing, but, they, you know, the Chiefs might not need it, truthfully. They've been looking yeah. so freaking good. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on to a team that's not looking so good, man. Um, I call this one. Let's get it. Zero to 24. Colts zero. Jacksonville 24. Um, some of the stats for this one. Matt Ryan, 16 for 30, 195. Three interceptions. Woof. Zero touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, 25 for 30. 235 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jonathan Taylor, nine carries, 54 yards, no touchdowns. Christian Kirk, six catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns. Max, where do you want to start right here with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Great call out. Great call out on the dub. Uh, We have to start looking at Frank Wright. We have to start looking at him because Carson Wentz won. I know they lost today. He's looked a lot more capable than Matt Ryan. Through two weeks. And you can't look. I If you lose the game, I understand. Getting blanked, getting destroyed. Yeah, it was raining. You know what? They had, they had to play in the rain, too. It's like the guy who got mad at you on Instagram for saying it was a monsoon. Yeah, we said yeah. that. They both teams played in the monsoon. So, Indianapolis, I would say the panic meter is at 15. This, I think they have the biggest panic meter because we picked them to win, like be good in this division, to kind of win the division. I believe we both did. Uh, uh, two very untalented teams. Maybe not untalented, but two teams we thought would be more towards the bottom. They should be. Like, and and this you is don't not... even fucking compete today, Juan. It's yeah, not that... Ryan only. It's fucking yeah. everyone. You got like the fact... wiped again. The fact that you got blanked is number one concern. Number two, they didn't sneak up on you. This is week two, Max. This team just beat you last season. Like, how many guys on the Colts that were on the on the team last year should have had a fucking thumbtack or a sticky note on this fucking game and said, fuck that. We're going to come out. We're going to fucking beat these dudes. We haven't won in Jacksonville in six, seven years, whatever the hell it is. There's a reason why to fucking get up for this game. It's not like, oh, we're playing the Jacksonville. We we always beat them. No, you have more than enough to come out there and kick their ass. And you get blinked. There's something about Jacksonville, and I know it's a new coaching staff, but whoever's there, maybe it's the Jags players, they whooped the Colts O-line's ass. And this is one of the best O-lines in football. And the Jags O-line whoops the Colts D-line's ass. And one, the schedule for them is the Chiefs, the Broncos, and it was someone else who was good. I'm sorry. Let me just look that up real quick. It was the Titans. So you got the Chiefs, Titans, and Broncos. You could have been 2-0 and and lost all three of those games and still been in it. I think Frank Wright's going to be the first coach fired. I, I, I can't trust these Colts. That playing the Chiefs coming off a great win and against the Chargers. Frank Wright, man, I thought you were so good for so long. And I get it's been one of the unluckiest coach tenures when it comes to the most important position from Luck to Brissett to Rivers to Wentz to Ryan. But right now, it looks like the message has gone stale in that locker room one. And probably by week five, Frank Wright might be out. 
because these are yeah. three tough games, and these three teams, they know what they need to do. They need to win to keep pace. Yeah, and um, look, I, I know it's only week two, but I'm sorry, dude. I I'm looking completely wrong on Matt Ryan. He looks fucking shot. Yeah, he looked fucking shot this game. But one, is it the Frank Wright offense? Because last year, Wentz, I know he had a couple good games. A lot of people were like, oh, he looks bad. Maybe it's the offense, man. Yeah, same problems. And look, we're we're seeing the same problems. And, and Wentz looks good. He looks good. Yeah. yeah. And That's my point. that was on that was on the owner. Like the owner needed some fucking change. When when that happened at the end of the season, I'm pretty sure we said it in our recap. Like someone has to take the blame for this. Heads Who was the roll. scapegoat? Who was the yeah. scapegoat? Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah. They said, okay, Frank Wright, we're gonna trust you on this one we're not gonna fire you 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 fucked up with Carson Wentz we're gonna get rid of him we'll pivot and they pivot beautifully they wanted up getting Matt Ryan which Dude. we applauded I yes. have to say we applauded just like we applauded Sam Darnold last year for three weeks and then we were completely wrong we could be wrong we very yeah. well could be wrong about Matt Ryan and I kind of want to say it. I hope I am but right now through two weeks train wreck everyone's yeah. ass is on the hot seat even Chris Ballard, who I think is one of the best GMs, you got to yeah. consider him a little bit too. Yeah. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence. I think this was probably one of the best games he's had as a pro. Um, love what he did with the ball. Um, Travis Etienne, I thought, had a good game. Christian Kirk, man. Uh, everyone was making fun of that pickup during the offseason. He uh, fucked up the wide receiver market. Uh, shout out to Christian Kirk. But he has been a big part of this offense and he has been coming out these last two weeks and he's shown like he's their number one guy and like Trevor Lawrence is cool with it. They look, they look competent. Yeah. Great like, game. yeah great game. I, I like what I seen from the Jags They're Shout out to Devin Lloyd. Um, I know one of our number one linebackers, I forgot who had him number one. I think you did. Yeah. Fuck shout you. out to you. He had a pick. I know enough fuck means. All right. My team already got embarrassed. Shut up, Max. Okay. I already had enough. <laughs> shout out to Devin Lloyd, though, man, for getting the pick. Um, shout out to the Jags. Let's move on, dude. Let's go to another second year quarterback. Uh, big news for today. The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, seven. The 49ers, 27. Niners get in, I almost said candlestick, in Santa Clara, home opener. Get the dub. Storylines for this one. Geno Smith, 24 out of 30, 197. One interception, no touchdowns. Not going to get it done, my guy. Jimmy G came out there, 13 for 21, 154 yards, one touchdown. And, of course, Trey Lance, broken ankle out for the year. The big storyline for this one. Um, the game, they, they kicked the Seahawks' ass, okay? Um, Jimmy G came in there. It was already a blowout when he came in. Uh, let's get down to the needy greedy. Um, I'm going to say this. I, I kind of disagree with, um, Joey said, cause I know you talked about w with Joey about the, the injury and shit. And, um, I kind of disagree with you. If you say that's on Trey Lance, I don't think it's on anyone. I think it's a, it's a freak injury. Um, it's what Trey did does good. Obviously he was doing it in the Chicago game. And I, I just think it's football. It happens. Like, it's a freak injury. It's, it's fucking bad luck. I don't think it's anyone's fault. 
Um, the kid just had a bad break. Um, Literally. It is what it is. Sorry. Bad joke. <laughs> uh, one, I, I, I will say this. You, Kyle Shannon called a lot of quarterback runs after, in week one. And we were like, man, he's take, kind, of, kind of taking a beating. Not every quarterback's fucking Lamar Jackson, who doesn't get hurt, really. So I put this on Kyle Shanahan to a degree. I put it on Trey Lance for not always putting your body in the best position because at the end of the day, and he's young, he probably thinks he's invincible, that you have to you have to kind of look at the long view. Like, hey, my team needs me. I have to get down right here. I have to take a little bit better. Because one, I know the broken ankle is kind of a fluke thing. I think he would have got hurt as the year went on because he took lick after lick after lick. That's like, bro, get down. Put yourself in the good position. Like, bro, Lamar runs it more than anybody. One, you ever seen him really get popped, really get hit that big? No, because he's smart about it. So I think the only quarterback that gets popped, but he's so big it doesn't affect him, is Josh Allen. Yeah, he's like a fucking whatever, dude. I don't care. Yeah. Fuck, you're smarter than me. I can, yeah, you can pop me, no problem. So is it unfortunate? Yeah. Is it unlucky? Yeah. Was trading up for him looking kind of disastrous in a way? Yeah. I I hate to say it. You trade up for him last year. You give up all these first-round picks. You have this whole fucking fiasco with Jimmy G. And thank God you didn't trade him. Thank God. And Joey was the one saying, how can we not trade him? We need that third-round pick. Oh, we just got the comp pick. He might be here next year, too. He, I mean, I'm fucking pulling for them to win the Super Bowl now. I love a good drama. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, it's unlucky, but it's bad. It's gonna it's gonna throw a whole wrench into their plans, bro. I, I want to ask you this, Max. Do you feel more confident about the Niners making the playoffs now or before the injury? Now, I would say now, and here's why I would say that. So as soon as he got hurt, they started calling a lot more pass plays. Jimmy G, for all his faults, Kyle Shannon kind of trusts him a little. I would say trust him more than Trey Lance to a certain degree where the Niners were just going to try to run, run, run. Now they're going to run, run, pass, pass, run, pass, pass. I think he's going to do a little bit better of a job than Trey Lance. Maybe not towards where Trey Lance would have developed too, but it definitely in the immediate future. And. Hey. Go ahead, Juan. That's all I have to say. No, I, I think that's the biggest thing, what you said. It's keyword trust. And I said it after the first game that they played. Um, I don't know if I said it on the podcast or to you guys. Um, Kyle Shanahan did not trust Trey Lance. And it's funny that you said, like, why, why is this kid taking so many hits? Like, does he not learn? I think part of it, Max is him trying to please Kyle Shanahan because Kyle Shanahan is a hard ass. He's hard to fucking please. And I feel like that kind of fucked with his head. It fucked with his game because he wasn't playing freely. Like you see Justin Fields and Josh Allen to even a certain point when he was really young in his rookie year and his second year, like a lot of these guys, Patrick Mahomes, they played so freely and not having to play so safe. You know what I mean? Try, trying to play mistake-free football. I felt that way with Trey Lance. He was being too careful. I felt like he wasn't playing so loose and freely. And I feel like as a player, once you start thinking more than reacting, is a bad sign. And that's where the injuries come. 
So I get you on that point. If you're trying to argue to that point, I 100% agree because I felt like that going into the game, the trust thing. Well, to the the point you just made one, those guys have another thing in common. The guy who's led this team to a Super Bowl NFC Championship game wasn't still on the team and their backup who was breathing (laughs) down their neck who people were clamoring for. And some people probably happy Trey Lance got hurt today. Or say, damn, thank God we got the reports back. came out. I don't know how how fucking reliable they are, or you know, you know how the media is. But I seen a report that said multiple people in the 49ers organization, front office and players, said, Thank God that we have Jimmy back because we have a better chance with him. Basically, like we're in a better direction. And one, I got one last thing to add, and this might be a little too early. The slippery slope he's going to be on in the future, Trey Lance, in the year three, is a whole different animal, Juan. You think his leash was short in year two? He hasn't played any football, Juan. He's played three games. In, t- in how many games? He's played three games in, or four games in three years, Juan. Yeah. The number three pick in the draft. That is supposed sucks. to be your future. It sucks because uh, I think it's going to be in a situation, Max, where we're not going to be able to see him succeed for the 49ers in the foreseeable future. It's going to be for someone else. And there's always this. We talk about this a lot. There's different kinds of busts. There's talent busts. There's off-field busts. And then there's injury busts. It's looking like he's going to be an injury bus, at least for the Niners. I don't know, man. He's It's looking like it's going to be a little bit of – it's going to be a wide variety of reasons. Injury, situation, yeah. circumstance. It's tough. But, look, I want to end it like this. I want to end it like this because um, they deserve this. Shout out to the 49ers. I think when everyone was zigging, they zagged with the whole Jimmy G thing. Everyone said, cut him, cut him. We were yelling, cut him, cut him. Shout out to them for handling this situation the best way possible with the cards they were dealt with, the whole surgery shit that he pulled and him not being tradable and getting the contract done and having that security blanket because Jimmy G's off the roster, their season's done. I don't give a fuck. Brock Purdy, um, whoever the fuck their backup was. Nate's Eagle great, Nate yeah, Sudfield. Sudfield. That, that shit's over. Big shout out to Jimmy, um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch for being prepared and get, getting this done because it saved their season. It was a great move. Whether they meant to or not, it worked out keeping Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, real uh, quick, we have some games to hit. Do you want to just quick hit a few that really – that weren't exciting or had a lot of implications. Like I would say the Falcons and Rams game. Yeah, it, it ended close, but it wasn't that close. Uh, Falcons 27 Rams 31. Here's the stat line for this one. Mariota, uh, 196 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Stafford, three touchdowns, two interceptions, couple bad ones too. Yeah. Drake London at the London. Eight catches, 86 yards, had his first touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup, 11 catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Dude is unstoppable. Um, the Rams look better this week. Um, Stafford threw a lot of interceptions, but I just think that's Stafford. And that's Gunslinger. the new age. Yeah, and, and I think part of it is the new age NFL. 
Like guys just throw interceptions a lot more often. I would say one of them was really bad to uh, Walker, um, the linebacker. That was a, that was just a great play by him. But uh, Cooper Cup, unstoppable. I thought Cam Akers got involved today a little bit more, and the defense looked a lot better. What did you think? Jalen Ramsey had one of the best picks I've ever seen at the end of the game to close it out where he just mossed the receiver. But Stafford still a little loosey-goosey with the ball. The O-line's looking a little better one. But this is an Atlanta team who we like but don't love, and their better their best days are ahead of them. Good win for the Rams. You need to stay on track. You're tied with the division lead, one and one. Exactly. Uh, let's go to Washington. Washington lost today 27 to 36 to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Wentz 30 for 46, 337, three touchdowns, one interception. Goff 20 for 34, 256, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. St. Brown, who is having an unbelievable breakout second year player, nine catches, 116 yards for two touchdowns. And Curtis Samuel, seven receptions, 78 yards for a touchdown. Thoughts on this one, Max? Carson Wentz looks good, but overall, Washington, you came to you came to play a little too late. The first half was all Detroit. They made it close. They couldn't get any stop. This defense got trashed. One, you can't let Jared Goff not have one turnover, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Come on. Yeah. Washington, I had a lot of faith in you. I picked you to win this one. Juan, you took the Lions. Good for you. Bad for me. Both teams kind of wanting, leaving you with a little bit more. <laughs> But really quick, last thing, Detroit's offense, 40 points a game. I'm in for it. They're looking Slow look, down uh, with Jared th- Goff. This is, I'm thinking they're going to be that team this year that scores a shit ton of points, but they give up a lot of points. Their defense sucks. Their offense is good. I know you're not a big fan of Goff, but this is it's the whole Goff and Wentz theory. These guys are capable of throwing four picks one game and then going off this game for four touchdowns. You cannot count them out. They can have big games. Big shout out to the Detroit Lions offense and Aiden Hutchinson. What is two sacks or three sacks three in the sacks. first half? Huge yeah. game. Huge game for Aiden Hutchinson. DeAndre Swift, a beast. Armand St. Brown, um, great, great second year receiver. I just want to, AKA Sun God. I think that's an amazing fucking name for him. Um, shout out to the Lions, man. One and one. Great bounce back game. Uh, shout out to them. Let's go to the Patriots and the Steelers. The Patriots get it done. Uh, Mike Tomlin failed me this time. I thought they were going to win this game. The Patriots finally showed somewhat on why they're a Bill Belichick coach team. 17 to 14, a nail biter. Uh, Mac Jones, 21 for 35, 252 for one touchdown, one interception. Trubiscuit did not look good. He looked like the Trubisky I know. 168, one touchdown, one interception. Nelly, a.k.a. Nelson Aguilar, six six catches for 110, one touchdown. And Deontay Johnson had six receptions for 57 yards. Thoughts on the Steelers and Patriots game, Max? When are we going to see Kenny Pickett one? Uh, for the Patriots side, great win. The run game looked good. You could definitely tell T.J. Watt did not play in this game. Nelson Aguilar, man, for a guy a lot of people consider a bust, had a hell of a career at a couple places. Amazing catch. Kind of swung the game. Yeah. Shout out to the Patriots, man. I agree with you. When will we see Kenny Pickett? How many of these games that do the Steelers need to lose before they start the kid? Um, Patriots side. They finally got the run game going. It sucked. I don't know how serious the injury was for Damian Harris. I've seen him get hurt. But Patriot fans, rejoice because I think that's a blessing in disguise. I don't always want to cheer for guys getting hurt, 
but Ramondre Stevenson is the better back. He's going to get more carries. I think it's going to be a good thing for the Patriots that Damian Harris got hurt because it's going to open the door for Ramondre. Shout out to him. Andy Mac Boy Jones got back there. on track. Which Who? isn't uh, Pierre Strong is on the Patriots, isn't he? Pierre Strong. Yeah, you yeah. might see your boy. One of your gems. Yeah, exactly. But um, the Patriots finally showed a little life of they're the Patriots. Finally. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to let's hit this one. The Texans uh winded up getting a loss. I think Max forgot to do the score for this one. But uh um, oh, I did. Broncos, I'm sorry. 16 to yeah, 19, guys. My fault. 16 Way to, to throw 19. me under the bus one and run me over. <laughs> Six, 16 to 19 uh broncos get the win uh but my boy got the stats though yeah 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 <laughs> no no Go i'll read these the oh let me read these davis mills 19 for 38 that's 50 percent for y'all math majors out there 177 yards no touchdowns no picks kind of like the record from last week oh oh <laughs> Russell Wilson, 14 for 31, 219 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Corlin Sutton, seven receptions, 122 yards, zero touchdowns. Derek Steenley, I want to talk about him after you say what you think about the Broncos. I, I did not like, like like what I seen from the Broncos. Um Nothing Russell quite Wilson. like what four field goals was it? Yeah. Um uh, Russell Wilson did not look good. Um they're one and one. They beat the Houston Texans, and that's more of what the Raiders did, okay? Because I know people are going to look at it because I'm a hater, and I'm a Raider fan, obviously, and I'm hating on the Broncos. But um, it's concerning for Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Um, I don't like their offense. I think right now it's just Cortland Sutton or bust. They give way too many carries to Melvin Gordon, not enough to Javante Williams. Uh, their defense they're not a Vic Vangio defense. They're not disciplined like they were. They're not as good as they were last year. Um, Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb looking a little bit better, um, getting through the edges and shit, but. Sertain got banged just, up, which is huge. Yeah, just just concerning for the Broncos. They don't look totally there. And I I can't wait to see the Broncos against the Chargers or the Chiefs or even the Raiders. I want to see them against a really good team and see how Russell Wilson plays. Because at the end of the day, what I seen these last two weeks is Russell Wilson get outplayed flat out by Geno Smith and David Mills. Straight up. That's the facts. And whether people want to admit that, that's what I see. And it's it's just something to keep an eye on with the Broncos. What do you think? The offensive struggles have surprised me. One against two really subpar defenses. And I know Derek Steenley, I thought he looked good. I know he got a couple balls caught on him by Cortland Sutton, but he's a hell of a player. But there's no excuse for looking this kind of poor through two weeks. They got to clean it up. They're abysmal inside the red zone. Clean it up, man. That's all I can say. Yeah, clean it up. Good job that you got the win today. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Um, But... Derek Stingley, I love to see it. I love to see it as him as a player stepping up to the challenge. Yeah, he got beat. It's going to happen. You're a young cornerback. You get beat. Not going to be the first time. Not going to be the last time. But um, shout out to him, dude. Uh, Big battle. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to. Let's hit the NFL's gravest rivalry. The Bears at the Packers. (laughs) This one sucked. 
Let's get this one done quick. Bears 10, Packers 27, Packers back on track, Rodgers 234, two touchdowns, shocker. Uh, Justin Fields, 7-4-11, 70 yards, one interception. Um, abysmal, bro, like terrible. Uh, Aaron Jones had a breakout game. Shout out to me in fantasy. That's my boy. I got him. 15 <laughs> carries, 132 yards, and a touchdown. Not to mention A.J. Dillon had a great day on the oh, ground man. Uh, with his you know, double back duel. I, look, me and you were not worried about the Packers at all, even though they lost in week one. We knew they were going to bounce back. They're an Aaron Rodgers team. They're at home. It's Sunday night. It's the Bears. He owns the Bears. It is what it is. The Bears suck. It's a big reason why we gave 49ers so much shit for this. They suck, dude. Their offensive line sucks. Their defense sucks. Their quarterback doesn't have a fighting chance. Straight up. You you took the words out of my mouth. Justin Fields out there surrounded by really nothing, not a good old line against the Packers defense that just teed off all night one on everybody. It, the talent, the difference in talent was evident today. It's not fair for Justin Fields. I hope he can make it through the year healthy. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, let's go ahead and la- hit the last game that we want to talk about. And I saved this one for last because this was an interesting one. This game reminded me, Max, of an all-out slugout 2000s, mid-2000s NBA basketball game. That's what it really remi- reminded me of. Buccaneers get the win. First win against the Saints in the regular season with Tom Brady as their quarterback, 20 to 10. Some of the stats for this one, Brady, 18 for 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Jameis Winston, a.k.a. Squints, a.k.a. Crab Legs, whatever you want to call him, 236 yards, one touchdown, nasty three interceptions. Not to mention Evans and Marshawn Lattimore ejected. And that's where I want to start off, Max. What did you think about the ejection? I don't think Marshall Lattimore deserved to get ejected at all. Yeah, maybe a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty for taunting. Uh, he basically flipped off. He was flipping off the Bucks bench, talked shit to Tom Brady. Tom didn't Bruce like Arians. that. Yeah, Tom didn't like that. What the you know, fuck is Bruce being on the sidelines? I, I don't, why is he there? That'd be, that's a great point. But basically, Tom got in his fucking fee-fees because he was struggling. <laughs> Leonard Fournette starts the scuffle. Shoves Lattimore. Lattimore shoves him back. Mike Evans, who has huge beef with Lattimore because he gets locked up <laughs> he by him. did any reason to do that shit. <laughs> he came out of nowhere, took out Lattimore. Not the first time he's done not, that. Not the fr- exactly. So I think Mike Evans deserved to get ejected. Lattimore didn't. And that would really hurt the Saints more than it hurt the Bucks. Yeah. Um, I thought it was bullshit. It was a horseshit move. I can't believe they kicked him out. The guy who got attacked <laughs> twice. Tom Brady, yeah, you talk shit to him. Tom Brady, once you get in there, fucking fight like a man. Don't fucking <laughs> let your dogs do it for you. Look, to me, um, I know you're going to roll your eyes at this one, but I feel like this is why Tom Brady is one of the greatest players oh, of all yeah. time. Because he got hitters. Um, yeah. What no, it's doing? not he because got shooters. He, I, I don't think it's because he has shooters. I just... I just think the reason why it reminded me of an, of an NBA basketball game, because you know this best when the game is sluggish and a game is like that. No one's it's just ugly offense. You need something to get you going. And I that's what like, the Bucks needed. I feel like that's James what got him going needed. more. And he started squinting. <laughs> no, it was like I think Brady, the fact that Brady was in the scuffle and he was the one like he wasn't. Fournette, but he was the fucking the guy yelling. Fournette, 
Leonard Leonard Fournette oh was the one that pushed, but Brady's the one that I felt like really got him heated. And it's the reason why Mike Evans got in there because he started talking shit to Brady. And I felt like Brady was overcompensating for the trash talking and it lifted up the bucks. I just when that this. ejection happened, when that ejection happened, there was new life into the bucks. The defense got a fucking kickstart. The offense started getting fucking on fire. Everyone started playing mad. I felt like it was just what the doctor ordered by Tom Brady. That's my opinion. I know you're going to roll your eyes. Tom Brady is literally the guy who, after the guy gets beat up, kicks the guy in the fucking ribs. Exactly. And says, He's oh, I got him. I, I showed him. I taught He's him the quarterback. Come on. He can't mess up that Bro. avocado skin face. Come Look, on. <laughs> I, think there, I think two things kind of happened that kind of doomed the Saints. One, that Mark Ingram fumble when they were running the ball down their throat, got into the red zone, fumbled. Huge play. Then, Jameis Winston, this is the reason you can't trust him, man. He was throwing the ball all over the freaking place. Because I know Tom Brady got the picks. I know. I know his coaching and fucking good job, guys. Pats on the butt. Led the team. But Jameis Winston threw this game away for the Saints. And this is why, like you said, you can't trust the fucking Saints. Can't. Can't. Can't trust Winston, man. Um, It's hard to. Uh, We both picked the Saints. But we were scared as shit doing it. We knew there was a chance that Winston was going to fuck up this game. No Alvin Kamara for this game. Late scratch. Uh, I see. Yeah, late scratch in the morning. When I seen that, I was not confident about the pick. That just took me way, all the way down. Yeah. Um, shout out. Look, it's ugly. They have not looked that fucking amazing. Brady has not looked that good. But when it's all said and done, they're 2-0. They did their job. And I... I like the fact that with all the shit around them, whether they don't have a run game or the receivers get ejected, whatever the case is, these fools find a way to win. And that's what great teams do. And that's why I, I'm confident in the Bucks right now. Right now, the Packers and the Bucks, I'm staying with it. And even the Rams, I'm not fucking falling off the boat. Those three teams, I trust in the NFC. No one else. Until other teams prove me fucking otherwise, I'm going with those three teams. They're proven. They have veteran quarterbacks. And we all knew not to take so much into week one. And all all three of those teams showed why they were a playoff contender and why they're good. You said that well, Juan. I agree with you. Those are the three teams I look at as the hierarchy in the NFC. Yeah, and it's not much. That shit's no. wide open. If you're an NFC team like the Cowboys, you gotta be salivating. Or, like, oh, we can yeah, get the Falcons, year. dude. Like, the NFC is wide open. That seven seed, like I said, for the AFC, it's gonna be a, a double digit win team. On the seven seed on the NFC side, it might be an eight win team. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Uh, you missed back team. Uh, no, we got one less. Get way out the Panthers and the Giants. We'll hit it real quick. Oh, Panthers and the uh, Giants. Giants. It's ugly. Don't even pull up the graphics. It's ugly, but you're two and zero. Just be thankful. You won nineteen <laughs> to sixteen. Man, Matt Rule, you might you and Frank Wright in the running for coach to get fired first. Who are you picking <laughs> one? Oh man, yeah, Matt Matt Rule probably him and Frank Wright. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Look, shout out to the Giants. But the Panthers, I will say, haven't looked incompetent. They've been right there. No, yeah, they've They're been close. right there. And uh, I felt like. Brian Dable is the difference. He was the difference in that game. 
feel like the play calls that he was making, the interesting ways that um, he plays guys. Like, I love, I love the fact that just because of a guy's paycheck that he's getting paid, it doesn't mean he has to play. Play the best players on the field. I love the fact that it's not an automatic thing that Kenny Galladay is playing. And, like, that's what great coaches do. They play the best players on the field. And you got to respect Dable for that. Because not all all coaches do that. The perfect parallel, Ezekiel Elliott, who gets to play just because he's highly paid. Yeah. And Tony Pollard is clearly better than him. Showed why today, again, why he's the better running back. Uh, Speaking of the Cowboys, man, uh, they fucked up our lock of the week. Uh, Let's go ahead and go over our teabag teams of the week. Uh, You picked the Bengals, who are very in the running for this. I I wish we should have did all these teams, but um, especially these two. Uh, We said it in the beginning of the podcast. Two playoff teams last year in the AFC. Um, Big hopes this year. Big expectations, especially for the Bengals. They're 0-2. The Raiders, on the other hand, embarrassing loss at home. They're 0-2 in one of the toughest divisions of football. These teams are teabag teams of the week. You can't lose to Cooper Rush as the backup quarterback for the Cowboys when you're a team 0-1 and who is probably going to be in a good division. So, Bengals, get your shit together. I know you guys lost the Super Bowl. I know you got the hangover, but it's time to right the ship. You can't lose 20-0, Raiders. You can't lose that lead. What the fuck, bro? Oh, my God. Sorry. I let that out. It's okay, Juan. I can't believe it, man. I can't fucking believe it. Let it out, Juan. I I, I didn't even get mad. Like, I was mad, but, like, I was more shocked than mad. I I couldn't believe what happened. It was unbelievable, man. Other way. Anyway. Hmm. That's the end of the show, guys. Um, We appreciate you guys watching. If you guys made it this far, man, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you guys are new to the channel. Uh, we're at 503. Shout out 500 subscribers. Let's go. Right, shout, shout out to everyone out there that is subscribed. Um, and if you guys are already subscribed or watching the video and maybe, you know, you a hater and you don't want to subscribe, hit the like button at least, bro. Yeah. Hit man. the hit, like button. Hit it like, I don't know, Isaiah Simmons since Hunter Renfro I at the you. end of an overtime and just hit it. Brian or Murphy scoops up the ball and rumbles down for a touchdown. Ice yeah, the game. Yeah. And Loki throws it. the ball over a little <laughs> bit too early, but no one noticed that to Sean Jackson. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hit it like the Eagles hit that draft card for Jalen Rager and are going to get their ass kicked <laughs> for fucking passing up on Jeff, Justin Jefferson on Monday night football. And everyone's going to laugh in the Eagles face because they lost to Justin Jefferson and they're going to end up regretting that forever. Hit it's it going to happen. Max. Whatever Seattle Seahawks hit Trey Lance. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's to Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, That's the joke. I hope he I hope he heals, man. It's not it's not cool. No. He will, man. We'll see. I was talking about Joey, right, man. Not Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's like that. On that note, man, we are out. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.